0: Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strengths, and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Melly O'Brien, co-founder of Mindfulness.com and creator of mindfulness-based mental strength training. I'm so glad to have you with me. Let's dive in to today's episode. why you want to see your emotions as allies and not enemies. So most of us have this basic orientation towards our emotions that there's good emotions and then there's bad emotions, right? Good emotions are things like happiness, excitement and calm. Bad emotions are things like fear, anger, sadness and shame. Now in our culture today, the idea is Really strongly promoted that we shouldn't feel any of the bad emotions, nor should we express them. We should just be feeling good emotions all the time, right? So, this idea is so strongly promoted that we often feel like there's something wrong with us if we're not always happy. The reality is, there's no such thing as a bad emotion, right? Some emotions, of course, they're unpleasant to feel. And then some are more pleasant to feel, but none are inherently bad or truly negative. All emotions serve a purpose. They are really in many ways like messengers that hold valuable information about how to best navigate our lives. And the more difficult emotions, the more unpleasant emotions like anger, regret or sadness, they're the ones that often hold the most valuable information about where we need healing, where we might need change in our lives, where our boundaries or our values may not have been honoured, where our needs are not being met. If we don't listen to those emotions then, we might miss out on really valuable opportunities to understand how to live our values more fully, heal some of our old wounds, look after our well-being, and grow our mental strength. We can also stay stuck in old patterns when we don't listen to our emotions, right? Look at simple examples here. A feeling of loneliness, if listened to and honored, might be a signal that we need more connection in our lives, right? And we can listen to that, honor that, and act on that. A feeling of anger or sadness might be giving us a clear sign that either the behavior of another person, or something about our life situation isn't feeling good for us and that can be a catalyst to ask for change or make change happen regret right another example that can teach us a lot about the kind of person we genuinely want to be going forward in our lives so most of us feel a really strong urge to struggle with difficult emotions distract ourselves from them push through them numb them stuff them down and what we know from the research is two things. First of all, we know that this attempt to avoid difficult emotions can lead to avoidance behaviours, shopping, emotional eating, scrolling on the web, drinking. And when we do any of those behaviours continuously, it can become addictions, becomes very detrimental to our wellbeing. We also know that Uh, what you resist persists. That is, if you actually continuously struggle with emotions, if you constantly try to avoid them, they actually tend to get bigger and stay around longer. But the other thing to note here is that when we're doing these kinds of behaviours, right, struggling with them, trying to stuff them down, trying to avoid them, it's like we're treating our emotions like enemies. Instead of allies, we're having this quite adversarial response to them, trying to get rid of them, trying to ignore them. Like imagine this as a metaphor. Imagine you could sit in a room and your difficult emotion could sit across from you and it's wanting your attention, you know, maybe because it's hurting and it wants your care. Maybe it's vulnerable and seeking support. Maybe it's frightened. It wants you to keep it safe. Maybe it's trying to get you to understand something about what doesn't feel right for you and need, or needs healing. So it's trying to get your attention, trying to get your attention, trying to get your attention, and you're saying to it, why are you still here? Go away. I don't want you. I don't like you. I'm not interested. So you're kind of ignoring it, telling it, you know, like talk to the hand or you're just flat out ignoring it. But it's still there. It's not going away. It's still trying to get your attention, right? Why is that? Perhaps a lot of the time it's happening because the emotion may actually have something valuable or important to, to teach us to show us a message that we maybe haven't heard yet. So interestingly according to Harvard brain scientist Jill Bolte Taylor 90 seconds is the average lifespan of an emotion when it's immediately met with awareness, understanding and compassion. MRI studies of the brain show that labeling an emotion in a caring way, okay stress is here, okay I'm feeling angry right now, um, especially calms the brain region involved in emotional reactivity and fusion with the emotion so it helps you regain control and allows the emotion to naturally pass through. She goes on to say that emotions tend to only last longer When we become fused with them, so we start to struggle with them, we become reactive to them rather than meeting them with awareness and compassion. So, here's a simple three step practice that you can try when difficult emotions arise. The first step is first pause and become still and mentally note to yourself in a caring, and kind of friendly tone, okay, stress is here, okay, anger is here. So just naming the emotion. Second step, have the feeling of like just welcoming the emotion with warmth and care like a parent might do to a child who is hurting, right? The Thich Han, Hanh, um, Zen monk, uh, activist and poet used to um, say in this step, he, he said to his emotions, darling, I'm here for you. So it's that extending that feeling of warmth and care, darling, I'm here for you. And then step three is tune into the emotion for a moment or two, feel what you're feeling. And it can be helpful in this step to mentally note to yourself, you know, if this emotion had a voice, what would it say? And then just having a feeling of listening. So my invitation for this week and ongoing is this, try to see difficult emotions, not as bad or wrong. See them as invitations to the parts of ourselves that crave attention. See them as opportunities for wisdom, healing, and growth. See them as a source of mental strength. See them as allies, not enemies. If you know someone who you think might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Sharing it could really help them to feel better and improve the quality of their life. And if you found this episode helpful, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive more tips on growing your mental strength. And if you'd like some more support in Becoming Mentally Strong, come over to the website and check out the different coaching and training options I have on offer there for you. You can find the links for all of that in the show notes. And thanks again for tuning in. Take care and stay strong.